What is good, all of our listeners and viewers? Welcome to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Adam. And I'm Liz. And I quit my job today. Woo! We are here with episode 91, where we're going to be talking about are gamers actually moral beings? But first, we've got some segments for you. Yes, we do. We've got some segments. So, as I said, I quit my job. Because well, the you, podcast is going so well, I quit my job. I don't know. I th- you I th- actually quit your job two weeks ago. Y- Today was just your last day. No, no, the the podcast just blew up, and that's what. Oh, okay. That's exactly. Don't don't pull back the curtain to our listeners, honey. We already told them this. I did. Yes. Oh, interesting. What a twist! Yeah, so I quit my job because I found a new job where. Liz works, and so today was my last day at that job, so I'll be starting. Um, actually, as you're listening, I'm in my uh, new, hopefully permanent job. Hopefully. Um, but yeah, so you know, when we first moved out here uh, and I quit my youth ministry job, I had to find any job that would- That would get us here. Like, honestly, I had to. And so I first worked at the grocery store in the meat cutting department- and that was terrible. And so I went to my my last, my current The one you finished today. The one I finished today, uh, which was a diner. And I worked there for three months until I found a job that, okay, will sustain us for the mm-hmm. long run. Um, yeah, our pineapple lights are on. I know. I, um, I There was a hair on it. It was going to bother me. And so now I'm at uh, this current job with Liz. Uh, being a salesperson. Yeah, he's gonna come with me to work every day. I'm the yeah. office manager. So it's like Jim and Pam. Oh yeah, actually yeah. Oh yeah. Woo! Goals. Because I'm a salesman and you're a. I'm the office manager. Oh yeah, it is exactly like Jim and Pam. I mean, she was the like secretary, but I'm also kind of secretary. No, she became an office manager. She did become the office manager. Yeah, she did. Interesting. There we go. Jim and Pam now. You may now refer to us as Jim and Pam. Jim and Pam. PB and J. What a waste. What (laughs) a waste. That's my Kevin. I got to tell my sisters this. They love the office. My goodness. But yeah, so I'm excited to to, be that. Liz, how are you doing? I'm good. I had a very productive day today. Yeah. I woke up. I caught up on Grey's Anatomy. I oh. watched an episode of House Hunters Renovation. Oh. And then I clean like I cleaned the bathroom. I slept and mopped the floor. I wiped down the sink and I didn't do the mirror because we don't have Windex. That's something we should We don't have, have Windex? Nope. Oh. Um, we also don't have pledge. We gotta go get blood pledge. We're doing great. Yeah. Um, and then I like scrubbed down the shower. Yeah. It was productive. I did that. And then after my shower, I took the dog and then I did my makeup and then I painted my nails and watched a grassy. And then you came home and then we, we, well, we went out shopping, but we didn't buy anything. So that was useless. Yeah. But then we had Wawa. We did have Wawa. And then we watched our movie minutes and now we're here. I had a quite productive day. Also, by the way, the dustpan may or may not have touched your toothbrush, but I rinsed it in hot water. Not boiling, but I, I in lukewarm water. <laughs> so before we get started, <laughs> we just want to remind everybody that we're on social media, on Twitter, at Gaming Groceries. 
I'm at Ace the Grocer. And you can also follow us on Instagram. <laughs> you don't matter because. <laughs> excuse me. I forgot me. to put your toothbrush back before I swept. What's your Twitter handle? I'm at Journey First. You can also follow us on Instagram. Games and groceries, all one word. We can check out behind the scenes photos and uh, some gaming memes every now and again, mm-hmm. and as well as you know some updates about the channel. So definitely follow us on social medias uh, at Gaming Groceries, Games and Groceries, all one word. We're also on Facebook. Ch- definitely check us out on Facebook. Um, but you can definitely check out our website, GamesGroceries.com, where you can listen to all of the podcasts from the website, as well as find out where you can listen to the audio versions of the website. And if you're not yet uh, if you're on YouTube watching us or you're listening to us on iTunes, definitely do this. Go on YouTube, search for our channel, Games and Groceries. We're pretty much the only one with a pineapple as the logo. Because we're different. We are different. But definitely subscribe to us if you haven't already. Hit that notification bell so that you know when all these podcasts come out. As well as our uh, Saturday morning videos that come out every other to, uh, Saturday. Um, I'm not the proudest of my script for this one. I, I didn't really love what I wrote, but I still wanted to put it out there, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I, I love how the way you edited uh, the oh, video. Thanks, it's it's Dave. fantastic. I just don't like my script writing, but I love my script for this next video that we're doing. Yeah. Why Life is Strange is Great. Yeah. And I and I love the way I wrote the script for this one. So uh, hopefully we're improving on that front. But yeah, definitely check out that video if you haven't already. Um, and in... By the way, review us on iTunes. So, let's just get started. With all that said and done, let's just jump into our first segment. Movie Minutes. Movie Minutes is a segment that we talk about the movies that we watched in the past week, whether it be on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, or in theaters. And we like to rate it and recommend it or don't recommend it. And this week we actually filmed, or we didn't film, we watched a film that just came out this past Friday on Netflix, which is called All the Bright Places, which is, of course, a pun on all the right places. But oh. instead of the word right, it's bright. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, all the right places, but like all the bright places. Oh. So it's on Netflix. It just came out this past Friday. It's based on a novel. Uh, it stars Elle Fanning, which mm-hmm. is, of course, Dakota Fanning's uh, sister, and Justice Smith, who is not Will Smith's son. No. No, that's, um. oh, no, Jaden, Jaden Smith. Mm-hmm. Justice Smith is actually the uh, main character in Detective Pikachu. Um, but yeah, opening thoughts. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. it. It was a little sad. Like, it just, like... Yeah, it made me sad. Like it just not that like the thing. I mean, of course, things in it were sad, but it just kind of like made me feel like down mm-hmm. by the end of it. Like when we were prepping for this, I'm just like, I feel I feel sad. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like it just I wasn't just sad about the movie. It just made my whole emotion sad. Um, It was it was a decent movie. Mm-hmm. There were some things that were like you were more vocal about how bad like what was wrong with it but i i mean i agree in some parts but i'm like mm-hmm. sometimes i like those movies where it's just i don't know i don't i didn't mind it that much he didn't you didn't like it as much as no but we'll get, we're get, we're um, gonna get into that though but i i mildly enjoyed it if 
don't watch it when you're already sad because that's just not going to lead to a good place. So sad. Um, but it's it's not a bad movie. I enjoyed it. If you want to watch it, you can go watch it. So I want to get into my three notes here. As the movie begins, you you start to get this sense that the writing is incredibly reliant on exposition. Like it's very reliant on exposition. Um, I don't know who wrote this. I didn't look at that credits and I'm not going to name names and say like, dude, come on. But it's very on the nose. However, you've got some killer performances in this. Mm-hmm. You can tell that, uh, by the way, Keegan-Michael Keegan Key is in this. Luke Wilson's in this. Um, oh, man. There's a couple other people that I just I can't think of their names. Um, but they give the performances that really, like, overdo the writing. Mm-hmm. Like, it outweighs the writing. Yeah. I'm not saying it's bad writing. I'm saying it's very generic, vanilla, yeah. sad story, romantic kind of writing. But the performances yeah. are incredible. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. similar to, I think, Fault in Our Stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It, that feel to it. The I think similar writing, I think Fault in Our Stars was a little more powerful. Yeah, I agree. But it's it's like a low-grade Fault in Our Stars. And also, both movies were based on novels. Yes, so, except for I'm pretty sure Fault in Our Stars was more popular because it was named after its book. Well, yeah. Um, I'm not sure what this book was was called, but what, what this movie was based on. Um, but yeah, so that that's my big gripe here is that – well, not my big gripe. Actually, there's a lot of big gripes I had with yeah. this movie. Um, but it's very reliant on exposition in that way. But however, like you, you get to see the performances of Justice Smith especially – Justice Smith and Elle Fanning together, yeah. they had great chemistry. Fantastic Fanning, chemistry. I don't think is talked about enough. No, she's she, because she's overshadowed by Dakota. Well, yeah. Yeah. But, and I mean, she is definitely being talked about more and more because she is doing more and more roles. Roles. Yeah. But I think she's one to definitely watch. She's going to be one of those people who I think she's going to be great, like get greater as she gets older. Mm-hmm. Like she's going to be talked about. Yeah, no, I, I think Elle Fanning really, like, really dominated this movie in terms mm-hmm. of her performance. Um, and, and that goes into my second note, is that, like, yeah, the, the writing is not my favorite. It's very generic, very vanilla. But, however, the cinnamon... 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 Cinnamon The cinematography of this film, the cinematography, the score especially. Mm-hmm. I love the music in this movie. I think the movie is the strongest. And there's a couple scenes where it does this, where there's no dialogue and the score takes over the scene and you get to see their their body language, like the performances, the way the uh, the direction of the cameras are going. Um, it's, there's some times where I'm just like, that could have been a poster mm-hmm. the way it's filmed. Um, I think the movie is the strongest where the movie uh, I mean, the movie score, I want to say the movie score takes over the, the the camera angles, take over the body language of the of the um, actors are taking over. I think that's where the movie is the strongest. Uh, do you agree or do you kind of like? No, I agree. I think it they and they used it a lot yeah. to tell, like to further the story and tell. Remember the uh, graffiti yeah. scene? Yeah, that that's what I'm talking about. Mm hmm. Like to not get in spoilers, but yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I I think it was 
the strongest on, on that aspect. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for a movie like that, I think there's some really strong points on that front, uh, which is why I gave it a higher score than I was going to, because mm-hmm. the art of the film is yeah. fantastic. And as an, well, it's a Netflix movie, but you can tell it was like indie. Oh, yeah. I Yeah. I don't know. Was it? I guess so. It had an indie vibe to it, at least. It had so, an indie vibe. And I feel vibe. like that's... Well, in, it can't be. Mm. That's what I mean. It's a Netflix movie, but it had an indie vibe. So either it's an indie movie or it was inspired. Yeah. It had an indie feel to it. And I think that's... Mm-hmm. Like indie movies, that's more popular where you see it focus more on the art, the cinematography. It definitely had a feel of of that. I understand what you're going yeah, with. You yeah, you get what I mean. I get you. Um, and I want to finally close with my notes is that as frustrated as I was with the writing, um, I was more frustrated as, you know, someone who has dealt with these kind of things before. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has a lot to do with mental health and it's yeah. very strong in that message about mental health, different types of mental health too. They did try. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to go into spoiler. I don't want to yeah. talk about what they talk about because it is kind of on that spoilery yeah kind of discussion so i don't want to say anything because i do want you to see this movie mm-hmm. don't take my word for it like go and go and see this movie and uh judge for yourself which is why i'm not going to be this talking isn't about even it. really adam's type of movie no it's either just, like i think that has a lot to do with that it's it's it was so frustrating it's definitely one that i would have dragged you to go see yeah when we were in high school um but it does deal with mental health and i as frustrated as i was with the way they treated mental health, there there were some things where I'm just like, you got over that real quick. Yeah. And there's some gaslighting in this movie if you're if you're sensitive to that. I don't know. I just forget what I'm saying. Anyways, as fresh as I was, it had a significant message at the end for caring for others in times of need, in like mm-hmm. dark times. And I think at the end of this movie you knew what the message was. Yeah. You weren't confused. You weren't like saying like, what was I supposed to feel? It has significant message on you got to be there for somebody. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what the message through was. Through all the times. Through all, like every time, not even just mental health, mm-hmm. but just you need to be the, there for people. Yeah. So it was clear what, oh, I, it was clear what the message was. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. With myself. Good um, job. Let's go into our final ranking, our ratings. Uh, Liz, what did you give it out of 10? I gave it a seven and a half mm-hmm. because, like I said, I enjoyed it. There were some parts that I did agree with Adam with the way they handled mental health. It mm-hmm. was like they talked about it, but they didn't talk about it. And You know what it reminded me of? Hmm. Speaking of the Fannings, Dakota Fannings... Um, Oh, yes. Please stand by where they talked about autism. That was really good. The way they handled autism was kind of similar how they handled mental health in this movie. I don't think so. I think so. I don't. I disagree. I agree. I think they handled autism better in Please Stand By than they handled (laughs) mental health in this. You really you loved Please Stand By. Yeah. But but here's the thing, though, is that like we're not talking. We're not talking about that. (laughs) We're not talking about that. We're talking about this movie. Okay. Um, To me all the time. Seven and a half. I give it a seven and a half because I do agree that they 
just kind of skimmed the surface of mental health without really diving into it. And mm-hmm. if you're going to, in this day and age, when you're gonna, if you're going to talk about mental health, talk about mental health or don't. Um, but I enjoyed it. It was a decent movie. If someone said, oh, I wanted to watch it, but like, oh yeah, you should watch it then. Mm-hmm. Like, if it seems interesting to you, then watch it. If it doesn't seem interesting to you, then it's probably something you can pass on. Yeah. It's not something that we're like, no, you have to watch it. It's something like if you were interested or if you read it and it sounds good, go ahead, watch it. I agree. Uh, my final ranking of this movie was uh, five and a half. It was going to be a four because of how frustrated I was. You really didn't enjoy this. Movie. I did not. But he was like sitting there complaining the whole time. I was like, all right, I actually kind of like it. <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> but I love the art behind the movie. I mm-hmm. love the performances. I love the direction of the movie. I love how by the end of the movie, I knew exactly how I was going to feel. Yeah. Like there was no confusion. There was no just like there was no just thinking about like what did you want me to feel yeah which like, you've definitely watched movies mm-hmm. that were like that but it's very clear in what it was trying to tell me without trying to be blunt about it yeah it wasn't so on the nose where you're like oh okay you definitely could tell what they were trying to get you to feel yeah it, but so that's why i gave it above average like mm-hmm. just above average just you know just a smidgen just a smidgen above average um so yeah um I agree with Liz. If you're interested in it, it's on Netflix. Go check it out. I don't recommend it. I recommend it-ish. You know, would you, you recommend, recommend it? it? You recommend it for the right person. I recommend this it for the right person. This is your type of movie. So, of course, you're not going to recommend it to someone who thinks like you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, do you recommend it? I already said. Yes. <laughs> oh gosh. So you again, me out. <laughs> so again, the movie's called All the Bright Places. It's on Netflix right now. It just came out this past Friday. Uh so if you're interested in it, if you got a Netflix account, check it out. So yeah. with that said and done, let's just jump into our second segment. Top three gaming news. The top three gaming news is the gaming news that we saw in the past week, and we like to rank it three, two, one, just to give you a condensed version of what's going on in the games industry from the past week though well yeah yeah like last week you know like that not this from, week from last from like, saturday when we recorded to this saturday yeah like like this pat the last week yeah yeah by the way if you're watching this on youtube uh can you see that these are pineapples i don't think you can tell they're pineapples because the green yeah i'm looking at the up. i'm looking at the viewfinder but we told them that it's pineapples and you might be able I don't know. You might be able to see them after editing. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? We'll, we'll find out later. We'll find out during editing. But anyways, so. They're pineapples. Don't worry. They're pineapples. Um, so, yeah, let's just jump into um, our number three gaming news. And this came out this past Monday. So it's been reported on over and over again. You, you probably already heard about this already. It's It's been like just there. But I, I still think it's really newsworthy. Um, is that the Xbox Series X, not the Xbox One X, Xbox Series X, which mm-hmm. is the stupidest name ever. It is. But they dropped their specs about what it's going to be. It's got all the teraflops. It's got all, all the teraflops. All the teraflops. Really? We couldn't think of a better name for teraflop. No. Like. Well, like, like 
Like the person who, who when they first made like the terror flop, we couldn't think of a better name. I don't think he gave a flop about what to name it. He, Apparently. <laughs> but yeah, so it's got all the terror. It's got twice the teraflops, which is um, the floating computer. Uh, com- I don't know what it is. Stop it, Adam. Um, I read it. What it's it was. a thing that's in technology stuff. I read it. I keep reading about it. I still don't know what it is. <laughs> don't explain to me in the comments because I'm not going to understand you. Uh, but it's got twice the power of the Xbox One X. But what's most important about these spec drops is that there's something called... There's two things that really stick out to me, and that's uh, instant resume, and I'm going to talk about this later, smart delivery, which I'm so excited about, by the way. So excited. So this is uh, coming from Larry Herb about the uh, reboot or about the um, uh, quick, quick recovery for the game, and he says this. I had to reboot because of a system update, and then I went back into the game. Uh, and went right back to it, reveals Herb in the podcast. So it survives a reboot. That would be useful for any dashboard updates that would usually interrupt any progress in the game. And it sets the stage for encouraging players of hab- uh, player habits of simply switching off a console and not worrying about save points. So that's really cool. Mm-hmm. And apparently you can do this with multiple games too. So the fact that you can... It survives an update. Like like currently right now, when you're on the Xbox, mm-hmm. and let's say I'm playing a game of Rainbow Six Siege, right? Yeah. And then I just, I forget why I did this, but like, why did I do this? Anyways, but like I'll go into another game mm-hmm. just to check something, and then I'll be like, okay, I don't really care about that. And so I'll go back into Rainbow Six Siege, hoping I'll be back on the main menu. Mm-hmm. But no, it, it like it closes the game out. Yeah. And it's just very frustrating and annoying. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one, it's just like, boom, you're right back in it. Okay. You're not going to. I go- understand now. Oopsies. Yeah. You're not going to be on like a multiplayer. Like if you're in the middle of a siege match. Well, yeah, that. That's pretty cool, right? Yeah, that is cool. I just didn't know what we were talking about. Oh, yeah. I didn't. Like, I, I didn't. Well, not that. I mean, like I didn't understand what this, like what he's talking about. Like I didn't understand it. Yeah, basically, because but no, yeah. like if you're That's, in the middle of a game and you're you reboot your system for an update, once it's done reboots, you go back into the game and you're right back where you were. That's nice. That's really cool. I like that. What's even more exciting, though, is this smart delivery system. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Oops. Wow. Whoopsies. And I think this is going to be the future of Game Pass right here. Um, if you have Game Pass, right, you're going to have it with the Xbox Series X. But what's more important about this mm-hmm. is smart delivery. So let's say Halo Infinite comes out, right? Yeah. And let's say you purchase Halo Infinite like your boy will. I don't care if it's on Game Pass. Your boy's getting Halo Infinite. Okay. It's going to happen. Okay. So you download it. Mm-hmm. And let's say I still have my Xbox One X like a chump. And I download the game. It's going to give me the Xbox One version mm-hmm. of the game. Now, once I upgrade to the Xbox Series X, because I'm a chump, um, if I re-download Halo Infinite, it's going to give me the Series X version. Nice. So you don't have to repurchase Mm-hmm. A game like let's say, um, you know, like in that transition of different systems, you know, 
you bought one game, but then you go over to the next generation and you want the better version of it. Yeah. It's going to give you that version. Yeah, I understand. Same thing with Cyberpunk 2077. Mm -hmm. If you buy it one way, it's going to smart deliver it to another way. Nice. I like that. Yeah, it's good. That's consumer friendly. Yes, it is. So anything else about that? I like that it's not that like that shows that they're not like money, money hungry. Mm -hmm. Like because like this past year, we've seen that so much where developers and people in the game industry just want the money. They really don't care about the gamers Mm -hmm. until we complain about it too much. And then they want to be angry at us, whatever. Sure. But they just want money. So it's nice to see that that's not what they're thinking of. They are thinking of the consumer and what's best for the consumer and for the company in the long run and not just the money aspect. Yeah. So that's nice. It is nice. So going to our number two gaming news, uh, this is about Mass Effect. And we're not going to talk too much about this because it's actually going to go into our big topic. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So apparently like a mass majority of people played the good guy in Mass Effect, mm-hmm. which is crazy. So if you're not familiar with Mass Effect's morality system, there's a paragon and a renegade paragon being the light side, the good side, the good person, the good little boy. Or you got the renegade, which is the evil side, the Sith, um, the bad boy, you know, the dog that goes to the trash and doesn't apologize for it. You know that, the, that renegade. You're weird. But apparently, according to uh, uh, developer John Eben... Darn it. Ebinger. Good job, Adam. That's probably still wrong. Um, It's close, though. It is close. Um, He actually revealed something about uh, this system, right? Uh, This is, quote, tweeting like a little meme on, on Twitter. And then he said, yep. Something like 92% of Mass Effect players were Paragon, the good people. And we put a lot of work into the Renegade content, too, with a frowny face. 92%. That's insane, right? It is crazy. Yeah. That's a lot. It, it's it's Especially insane. Especially when you think of how popular, like, Mass Effect is. Mm-hmm. You know, like, a lot of people play that. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a big percentage of a lot of people. Yeah, it's no it's no small game. It's no like cult classic. It's Mass Effect. Yeah, a lot of people played Mass Effect, mm-hmm. and he said that not just like seventy five percent, ninety two percent. Yeah, were Paragon almost a hundred. Yeah, like that's an A. And I think this is important, and and we're going to talk about this later in our big topic. And I think this is important to understand that. This is a huge building block into making the mainstream mm-hmm. of gaming, it, it, like into the mainstream, and this kind of proves a point that like gamers aren't in it to be evil. Gamers aren't playing games to be an evil person. Yeah, and I think we're going to talk about that a little bit later, but I think this has a lot to do with revealing about gamers' morality mm-hmm. when they play games. Uh, this could be a quite crazy coincidence too. I write that down in my notes too, but it's kind of crazy to even think about, like, forget the number 92, only 8% played evil. Yeah. 8%. And that's insane. Yeah. 8%. Um, but again, don't want to go too much into this because this is going to be our topic for, uh, for today's episode. 
Uh, but I thought that was pretty cool. It is. It's very cool. Anything else about this that strikes you as interesting? Mm, well, I mean, we'll talk about it more mm-hmm. later. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's really, really cool. Uh, by the way, I want to read the quote tweet. <laughs> like, it's so funny. Um, developer, in this game, you can be the bad guy. Me. Wow. Cool. Me. Also me. Spares the, and forgives enemy enemies. Refuses to steal. Selects the friendliest dialogue options. Developer. This is supposed to be the escapist fantasy about violating societal norms. Me. I'm a nice villain. So that's funny. Yeah. Uh, let's go into our last gaming news. The number one gaming news is that uh, about GDC, uh, the yeah. game game developers conference, um, postponed. Yep. The whole conference is postponed, and this is a big conference. This is as big as PAX East. This yeah. is as big as PAX South. This is as big as PAX West. All might, PAX. Might as might I say, biggest PAX North. I don't think there's a PAX North, um, but it is pretty big. It's a pretty big conference, and now, what's interesting is that this is a, has to do with the coronavirus, and it's all started because Microsoft and Epic actually pulled out of GDC because of coronavirus yeah. fears, and then they're just like, never mind. Well, no, no, no. Like even more companies. Like I yeah. showed you that still image that um, Sony pulled out. Uh, Kojima Productions mm-hmm. got out of GDC. Uh, Unity got out of GDC. All these massive companies, all for the same reason, was yeah. coronavirus. Yeah. Now, a lot of people are starting to wonder, like, like is it because, you know, America has a lot of it? I've read reports that mm-hmm. it's very minimal chance that you'll get coronavirus. But what's the best way to spread viruses? Pack everyone into one room. <laughs> well, also that. But, like... Other companies are going in from China, from yeah. Asia. On the planes. That's the quickest way to spread these viruses is yep. that bring it on a plane with you. Mm-hmm. Ship it over like an Amazon package. Oh, so that's the fear of the coronavirus here. And a lot of companies are kind of getting nervous and saying, like, listen, it's not worth the risk. We're not going to do it. I'm sorry. So I bet tickets are pretty cheap now. For for planes? <laughs> Yeah, on an airplane. I thought you were talking about GDC. I'm like, no. yeah, I, I think the GDC tickets are pretty cheap. No, I think, like, I imagine that airplane tickets are probably pretty cheap right now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, But, yeah, so a lot of people pulled out of it. Mm-hmm. So now GDC, and I want to read their quote here. Uh, They say, after, uh, yeah, they said this. After close consultation with our partners in the game development industry and community around the world we've made a difficult decision to postpone the game developers conference this march having spent the past year preparing for the show with our advisory board advisory boards speakers exhibitors and event partners we're generally upset and disappointment uh disappointed not to be able to host you at this time and there was no uh, new date given, so it's pretty much canceled. Yeah, it's probably just canceled for this year. Well, they say it postponed later on, and I don't think they give like a new date. Well, they probably don't want to give a date until after the coronavirus is blown over. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are speculating, like, will this affect E3? Uh, is this going to affect the release of uh, next-gen consoles? Because there's a lot of uh, rumors going around that at least PS5 is going to be 
kind of uh, mm-hmm. off the radar. Uh, someone made a good point, and I, I really should write this down because I don't want to like steal quotes, and I want to know who said it. But someone really made a really good point. Though it wasn't me, but people are saying that like, is it really that bad that coronavirus could just delay uh, a next gen system? And it really has to do with the manufacturing in China. Well, yeah, because it started in China. China's still struggling with it. And that's where all of the consoles are made. Oh, I was listening to the CADcast when I when I when I heard this. Uh, and they made a good point that's like even if one part in one factory mm-hmm. is mishandled or quarantined because of the coronavirus, that puts off the entire production yeah. of that system. So if you can't get that one like part. Like their schedule is completely thrown. Exactly. So it could delay the next generation. Yeah. It's just. And you know what? It's probably going to go down in gaming history that this mm-hmm. that all this happened this year. It's going to go down in probably world history. But. Really? Yeah. It's still also playing a huge part in video game history that people not in the gaming culture will notice. Yeah. Like it's going to go into my kids history books that. Adam couldn't play Halo Infinite no. because of coronavirus. No, it's going to go in their history books that the coronavirus probably wiped out half of the country. That's that's terrifying. Yeah, it's probably going to happen, though. Wow. Go you. But anyways, but... I told you that movie made me depressed. But yeah, so... Uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy that a whole conference was postponed, yeah. possibly canceled, and a lot of fears are coming in through uh, the future of E3 this year. Uh, due to the coronavirus but uh, but yeah i want to hear your thoughts if you're watching us on youtube definitely give us your thoughts down down in the comments down below uh firstly about uh the microsoft with the specs and smart delivery what do you think about that do you think that's a really good conservative uh conservative um consumer consumer friendly decision what do you think about this whole reboot thing that you can reboot your whole system and go back into the game write your thoughts down in the comments down below uh, talking about Mass Effect and the 92% that are being good people. Uh, are are they actually good boys or is this kind of like, you know, a mishandled data point? Write your comments down below. And finally, with GDC, with coronavirus, do you think it's going to be like incredibly um, dismantling the games industry in terms of like uh, getting rid of E3 and possibly the next generation of game consoles? Write your comments down below in the comments section. But yeah, so I think this is a good time to jump into our last segment, don't you think? I think so. So let's do it. Okay. Let's go into our final segment. Coffee time. Every single week here in the Games Groceries podcast, we like to have a little gaming discussion, uh, you know, kind of like female gamers or game preservation. And we like to talk about it for a half an hour or so in the style of a coffee table talk. Remember when we used to, like when we first started this show? And we had um, what 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 do we call it? the first segment? And we had those little cards of questions. Um, uh, table, table talk, talk topics. Table talk topics. And I said, table talk topics. Yeah, and I was like, table talk topics. Go back. I to- miss them. Where that? I think we still have that those I th- cards. I think in we, the game closet. Yeah, they're in the game closet. Yeah, um, but yeah, go back to our like first episodes, like at least the first twenty episodes, and we had a first segment called table talk topics. And we had these uh, cards of table topics, 
And we just pick a random question and we just talk about it for 10 minutes. Unless it was really like untalkable. Yeah. Like there was some, there were some. That were like, mm, we can't really talk about this. <laughs> yeah. Or, or they were just yes or no questions. Yeah. I'm like, this isn't a table topic. <laughs> so that was before movie minutes. Yeah. But. They were fun. We should do those sometimes. We just sprinkle them in. Well, we're, we are going to come to episode 100 soon and that's going to be a ask us anything so maybe we'll sprinkle some of those in some of those in uh but yeah so episode 100 is coming up and the big topic will be about ask us anything so uh if you have any questions you want to do that uh don't write yet because i'm gonna forget them uh wait till yeah, episode please don't write anything yet I'm wait until for... he tells you to write it probably episode 95 i'll tell you to like email me get five weeks yeah five weeks to think of something um, but yeah, so this week's topic is going back on the uh, number two gaming news about Mass Effect and 92% of players are playing the good guy. Yeah. So let's talk about this. Uh, first and foremost, um, with so many politicians coming out there, including Joe Biden, which, okay, oh, so don't get me started on that. Well, there was a video <laughs> recommended. Um, I'm going to take your pen away again. Um, no, no, please, please. No. Oh. Um, but there was a video recommended. Uh, I haven't watched him too much lately. No, right on my hand. Um, with Steven Crowder, and he made a good point that Joe Biden might have dementia, like early onset dementia. Oh, well, that's terrifying. Isn't he running for president? Yeah. <laughs> like he made a good point. And I was like, I thought he was just like kind of like jabbing at him, like, okay, yeah. dude. Because he's a Democrat, you're Steven Crowder. Blah, blah, blah. But I was like, dang, he's making a good point. Anyways. Oh, Give I me. wanted to write on myself. I just didn't figure out what I wanted to write yet. Dang it. Anyways, uh, but with many politicians, not just Joe Biden, by the way, not just ripping on him, but many politicians saying that like video games and the industry needs to be controlled because video games encourage violence. What do we think about that? Is that believable? I don't think it's believable. Yeah. And I never did because I, I mean, and I said this when we, I think when we covered the Joe Biden quote, um or story mm -hmm. i video games when they're violent it helps me release that yeah anger and i think that's true for a lot of people like a lot of people who feel the need to be violent mm -hmm. usually have a release that's not on another person yeah <laughs> like they s scream into pillows they go they box they yeah they write Mm -hmm. they do they have an outlet for their anger not on other people and that's the thing i don't like how video games are the only um kind of scapegoat scapegoat into like oh it encourages violence and blah 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 mm -hmm. and they keep bringing up you're looking at the pen I, yay my <laughs> pen's back um, <laughs> um but yeah so i can't stand why they keep coming up with like oh the the columbine shooters they liked video games they were teenage boys of course they liked video games there's a movie about the columbine shooting by the way mm -hmm. um and there's a scene with the columbine shooters that they're playing video games and the line is quite literally oh man i love shooting things oh wouldn't this be great to do in real life like oh my I watched God. a documentary of, I think it was the boys actually filming themselves. Like, I watched that. Yeah. 
And I don't remember the whole thing. I think there might have been a part where they were playing video games, but like that is yeah. not how it happens. It's not how it works. But that's the thing. Like there this is my opinion. And we might that I don't know if people disagree with this, but whenever I hear about shootings and they want to blame video games, there is clearly something else going on in that person's head. Yeah. No, like yeah. there it's it's a mental illness. It's no well-minded person is going to go somewhere and shoot mm-hmm. a bunch of people for for no reason. Even if they there is a reason. No one in their right mind does that. There whether it's whether they knew about it or not, there there's clearly something not right in their mind. Yeah. It has nothing to do with how someone else treated them. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, them being bullied or things like that can play a factor but there's still something else that's not connecting because not everyone yeah. results to that or resorts to that mm-hmm. so i just i hate when these things happen and they want to blame something or someone it's no one's fault something was clearly wrong with this person yeah in their head that things weren't connecting it's no one's fault it's not video games fault it's not their parents fault it's not the bully's fault it's just they needed help and they didn't have help that's it. Yeah. And that's my feelings that I, that. And I think yeah. that goes into our movie minutes, all the bright places. Mm-hmm. There's definitely some themes to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And, and that goes into my second point where there's so many studies that came out like incredible sources that mm-hmm. video games are not the source for violence. No. In fact, um, Matt Pat did a study about how uh, Fortnite players, it was, I think it was about mm-hmm. Fortnite players. Where his findings actually said that the only people who play aggressive in video games like Fortnite, if they play aggressively, it's because they were aggressive in the first place. Yeah. You're just playing you're exactly. You're an aggressive person. Yeah. If you're a jerk in real life, then you're a jerk in a video game. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is that like if there's something like mentally off, they're going to be playing a video game mentally yeah, exactly. Off. Like... And I mean, I play video games like I am in real life. Mm -hmm. And I was going to bring this up anyway. It's that when I play video games, Mm -hmm. it's not that I choose good or evil. I, for me, usually play how I feel that person's personality is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you would agree that that's how I am in real life. Mm -hmm. I try to imagine, well, what's this person going through? Why are they this way? Like, yeah, I always try and think of it. You live in a gray area. I do. And I like swim in it. It's wonderful, <laughs> but I, I believe people can change. I want to know people's personalities. Why are they this way? Like what makes people act that way? And I'm always putting myself in someone else's shoes in a fight or during when I'm looking at things and thinking of things, I try and put myself in their shoes. So, and that's how I play video games. So you're going to play video games how you are in real life most of the time. Yeah, and there's many studies that just yeah, like I mean, found that. Yeah, if you watched Adam play Life is Strange for the first time, none of you did except for me. Yeah, you can tell Adam has no idea how girls are. I'm very black how and white. It works. <laughs> yeah, because you would make decisions. I'm like, that's not what they would do. I'm like, yeah. they're best friends. That's not the decision that she would make. <laughs> And that's the thing is that, like, I, I think that there's been a lot of studies that have come out and have had prominent mm-hmm. uh, results saying that, like, listen, like going to politicians and saying, like, listen, this is not how video games yeah. 
like occur. Like this is not how gamers are. You don't like go up to gamers and say like, oh, is it because of video games that you're so violent? When in all actuality, it's something else They're that's going violent on. violent outside of video games. You just don't care until they do something illegal. But then you have things like Gamergate, where it's just like saying that like uh, gamers are super toxic people mm-hmm. that will uh, th- th- they're very misogynistic in a way of like get girls mm-hmm. can't be gamers and all this yeah. uh, toxic gamer culture. And studies have come out and just saying like, no, and there's this whole battle in between like, well, a study will say this, but blah, 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 and crap like that. Mm-hmm. However, let's go back into this news piece where uh yeah it could have been like a throwaway tweet and just saying like oh you know that sucks that you know he made a lot of content for renegade but like let's really deep dive into that is that he said that 92 percent and i think this story is really 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 excellent in terms of the building blocks into putting video games onto the mainstream is because a study can yeah you can argue against it and Blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, what factors did you put in? What's the control group? Uh, what's the control group actually like? How many mm-hmm. video? What this study, like what this statistic has is yeah. gamers who are just playing a video game. Yeah, they're just playing the game. They're just playing the game. And I think that's the most natural study you can give. And I think this kind of really, I don't think this like is um, definitively proving the point that all gamers have a moral system and that they're good people, but, but it's a really, really great statistic to have. Mm -hmm. What do you think? No, I, I agree that it's a good statistic to have on our side because it means that people are choosing to be good in a game. And I know even people who choose to be bad, I know you do that sometimes. You're not a bad person, but you choose to go against the the grain of what the story wants you to do because mm-hmm. you just want to see what it does. Yeah. You want to explore the story from that point of view. Yeah. You know, so I mean, and that couldn't even be part of it is that it doesn't even have to be their personality. It's just they want to see what the story's like from that perspective. Exactly. So even if a lot of people did choose the villain in the game, that doesn't always mean that they're a villainous person. Yeah. And and that's the thing, like when he said that only 8% and he said that he put in a lot of effort into the Renegade system, mm-hmm. that actually made me want to play Mass Effect in the Renegade because I want to yeah. see that content. Yeah. I really do. I appreciate that kind of writing and I'm probably going to be pushing it up to 9% now. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the thing is that like it really puts in perspective what gamers are actually doing when going in game. Like, it's not just like this intrusive study where uh, you have to play video games this often. You have to play this yeah. certain amount of games. You're just playing games and let's see how you do. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, there's been other games that have done this. Uh, most notably in the uh, Dementia Factor, there was a mobile game. And I can't remember what it was. Uh, but it actually took... Yeah, I do remember talking Remember about that this. with the ship and... Like, I don't remember the game, but I remember you. T- I remember talking about it, and it was amazing. It actually gathered data from that game into a study about you know not curing dementia, but like but, treating dementia. Yeah, and it was really excellent in that way. But uh, again, I think going back into this, I think that's a great study to have. It's just say like, you know, how are gamers just playing video games naturally in the wild? Would you say? 
It's yeah, it's like it just shows people that like when gamers are just playing and left to their own devices, they're still even subconsciously choosing mm-hmm. the good side. Like there might be gamers who don't realize that they're making those choices, but they do eventually end up making that definitive choice to be good, whether mm-hmm. it's conscious or subconscious. They are being good in a game. So how can they be a horrible person if they're choosing to be good in games? So I, I, if you follow us on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, um, I'll ask you a question and we'll pick some of our favorites to read on, on the podcast. And I'll ask you a question about what we're going to talk about. And I want to hear your thoughts and put you in the conversation. I asked you on Twitter, um, do you play good or evil in games with morality? And I have two, I have two comments here. Uh, you want to read the first one from absolute prodigy who was our Ooh, first guest on the podcast yes. by the way haven't heard from him in a while yeah i mean you talk to him every day but i don't yeah he's my um, boy <laughs> <laughs> but absolute prodigy says good run first then evil run after which is kind of what you do mm-hmm. also infamous was my first game where i legit replayed to do an evil run and ish <laughs> it's so hard to be bad yeah and it is there are times where you're playing games and you want to make the bad choice just to see what happens. Cause like, I know I do that. Like I usually play how I think that person would be in real life, but there are times where I'm just like, but I want them to do this. Yeah. And, and that, do it. and that's the thing is that like, there's some times where I want to play, um, even Skyrim, mm-hmm. like as like an evil overlord and like have like all these jerk choices, but it's so it difficult. Is. And like, also, when I'm playing as like how I think they would do, if I think that they would be mean in that situation, I'm like, okay, it's gonna be bad. Yeah, and I do it regretfully, but I do it because that's how I think they would. So I don't know what I would end up being <laughs> classified as if they studied my video games. They would <laughs> classify you as swimming in the gray area. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna make. I'm gonna do a painting. The whole canvas is just gonna be gray. Gray. Well, it's your favorite. Well, your favorite color is gray. One of it. One of them. What do you uh, color everything? Navy blue. And? Black and gray. Black and gray. Or natural wood. My goodness. Uh, So Commander Nikki on Twitter also says this. uh, When I ask, you know, do you play games good or evil? uh, She says this. I usually play them how I feel, even though I, even though I, my choices are, I think she just said my choices. Uh, my choices are sometimes bad ones, but let's be real. Hitting jerks isn't all too bad. Don't hit people in real life, please. <laughs> um, yeah, no, there was that whole thing. Like, um, remember that one dude who like kicked a girl with a camera? Remember that? He like yes, roundhoused her. Yes, that was insane. That was insane. Don't do that. Um, not nice. She goes on to say, then I go for a full bad run for fun. Especially yeah. on Mass Effect 2 on Omega is super fun on Renegade. I agree with that. Um, then I go full good run, too. Uh, you know how effed up if if Paragon Shepard hits you in the face? <laughs> yeah. Um, also, Paragon talking down the reporter is so satisfying seeing her struggle to come up with a response. I know what she's talking about. There's a scene in the first Mass Effect where your Commander Shepard and a reporter comes up to you and says, like, some stupid crap, like clickbaity stuff. Mm-hmm. And you can play the Renegade and just, like, soccer in the nose. Yes. Or you can play the good guy. And you talk her down from it, and she's like, but the, the, 
It's funny. I like that. Um, and then finally she says, uh, Commander Nikki says, I sometimes have a huge problem with prematurely metagaming and thinking about what could possibly be the best answer or action. Life is strange, for example. Yes. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that last one? No, I agree. And that's pretty much how I play Life is Strange because mm -hmm. she's saying how she like has a problem making those definitive decisions. Whereas for me, sometimes it's hard, but usually, like I said, I just I do what I think that person would do. Like I focus on their personality and I just I feel like they wouldn't do certain things or they would say certain things. And when I played Life is Strange, the like season one, mm -hmm. I was just like, mm, that they're best friends. Like they wouldn't say that. She wouldn't say that to Chloe or something like that. And then yeah. same thing with season two. It was just like, no, I mean, and, and there were situations where I was like, no, he's annoyed with his little brother. He'll say this. But mm -hmm. in this situation, he's he's taking care of his brother. He would say this. And that's, I think, where you didn't get it because you don't have siblings. <laughs> yeah. Whereas for me, Only child you're, life. you're like, shut up, Daniel. And I'm just like, no, Daniel, it's okay. And you're just like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Zach, if you're listening to this, <laughs> um, you were annoying when I was growing up. Anyways, but <laughs> I love you, kid. But, um, but yeah, so going back into uh, the statistic, though. You have the 92%. You have uh, people on Twitter saying that they do good runs first. Uh, Nikki saying that, like, it's it's super even. Uh, Absolute Prodigy saying uh, that doing a full evil run is super yeah. hard. Now, these two people I know, uh, one personally, one online. What's up, Commander Nikki? And um, <laughs> what's up, Absolute? Uh, but I know for a fact these two people are super compassionate people. Mm -hmm. And like, that's the thing. They want her to fly, yeah. especially absolute prodigy. You know, um, he, you know, he's one of the kindest dudes I've ever met. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing is that like the mo more gamers I know are super kind, compassionate, loving people. Yeah. Like whenever we go to um, Long Island Retro, what's up Long Island Retro? Um, we just meet the nicest people all the time. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, yeah. Not Calvin Cato, though. Uh, Calvin Cato of uh, Playable Characters Podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but that's the thing. They're super nice. But here's the thing. Talking about the 8% here. What about the 8%? And why are they so pr uh, prominent? Let's say those 8% aren't the people. Let, like, argument's sake here. Conversation's sake, by the way. They aren't the people who are just doing it for fun. Right. They're not doing it for the content. Like they're they doing are consciously it. choosing the bad choices. And what, like conversation's sake i know it's not the case it might be three percent doing that yeah oh by the way um if you're playing in the first life is strange and you throw uh pompadou's bone into the street you're a monster and i don't want to ever talk to you but yeah <laughs> i don't care if you're doing it for fun no. it's not funny <laughs> but especially if you watch last week's episode uh true that um moving on but why are they so <laughs> prominent in creating a toxic gamer reputation where, you know, gamers are violent, gamers are toxic, the mm -hmm. gamer gate. Why are they so prominent in making this culture, this kind of reputation in mainstream? I don't think they're doing it on purpose to affect the gaming culture. Because, again, I think you play your personality. And if that person's really struggling or going through a hard time if, or if there's someone who 
doesn't know how to handle those tough situations. Yeah. I think that's what they would naturally choose. Like I said, if you're a jerk in real life, you're probably going to choose to be a jerk in a game. Mm -hmm. It's subconscious. It's something that they're not thinking about. They're just like, yeah, this is the choice I would make. Yeah. This is the choice I like, you know, that it's how they would react. Like when you think of teenage boys that have a lot of anger issues, Mm -hmm. their first thought when something goes wrong is to fight that person. Yeah. So of course in the game, they're going to end up choosing probably not the nicest side of that game. Right. Because in their head, that's how you handle conflict. I'm just making sure there's not um, another comment on Facebook about, no, we got him. Uh, We got him folks. Uh, I also want to put it in the argument and we say this all the time. We said this when we were working youth ministry Mm -hmm. is that, the negative voices, even the minority, mm-hmm. they're the loudest. Oh, yeah. It's just the loud minority. And that's the thing. Uh, the majority that are telling you that it's good, it's like people are great, they're compassionate. It's always it's always the negative comments. Like politicians will say, look, 8% chose. 8%, yeah. You have 100,000 people playing this game. 8,000 of them chose to be a bad person. Exactly, yeah. And, and that's and- what they'll say. And that, that's the thing. They'll see it as the prominent. And not only that, but guess what? Mainstream media needs, they need a scapegoat. Mm-hmm. They need it. And because the gaming industry is so young and so misunderstood, I'll say it like an emo kid. Um, that's the thing. They're so misunderstood that they will go out of their way and say that like, oh, look, like what you said. Yeah. This number played evil, so that means all and gamers are evil. you also have to think, I know video games, they still saw video games of this when we were younger, but when we were younger, they were more focused on rap music. Yeah, yeah. They rap were, music yeah. was what was making kids evil or mm-hmm. bad when we were younger. Yeah. And so this is just today's new reason for bad kids. Yeah. And you now know? we have artists like Logic who are amazing. Yeah. But... Um, so, I mean, give it a few years. They'll find something else to blame. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is that like, I think it's just all about who can we pin the blame on? Yeah. They and don't want to blame war. The, they don't want to blame war. They don't want to blame mental health, which ultimately I think it's mental health. The reason people do bad things is mental health. And I said that earlier. It's, yeah. I am sorry if I'm getting political or too serious, but. Every time something happens, mm-hmm. everyone blows up, and I'm just, it yeah. hurts me because I, f- I feel a lot. If, <laughs> and If I can share a story yeah. um, as we're ending this podcast, because I'm seeing our time limit here, uh, but actually some of you online, I asked you on Twitter, like, how long do you like podcasts for? And most of you actually said uh, an hour to an hour and a half. So, uh, so we're good. Like, yeah. But if I could share like a short story, because uh, you made me think about it. And it really is about like who are they blam- blaming the the victims on, and uh, what stirs up more riots and clickbaity. When I was interviewing for youth ministry jobs, and I've interviewed with at least 150 churches, 150. Um, well, not interviewed, applied to, interviewed maybe 50. Yeah, right? something like that. Something like that. Um, I got a lot of people, like a, a good amount of it. I would say eight uh, percent would. <laughs> Um, but I got um, a, a good amount of, you know, people asking me about suicide uh, because, of course, we're we're really in a time 
where suicide is prominent. And I think it does have to do a lot to do with social media being a spotlight on suicide mm-hmm. attempts because it wasn't known before because of uh, social media. But anyways, they would ask me all the time, like, Adam, you know, Adam, there's a lot of suicide in our community. Um, what would you tell kids who are thinking about suicide and what does the Bible say about suicide? And it would, they would want to have an answer from me that says that it's unchristian to be suicidal or some crap like that. And I would yeah. just stop the conversation clean with like saying like, well, first I would say to the group, not, oh, is it unbiblical to be suicidal? It's more unbiblical for the person who pushed them so much so to the edge where they had these thoughts because mm-hmm. it's it's a, a life of sin, a sin against you, by the way, mm-hmm. not you sinning constantly. That makes you suicidal. By the way, if any pastor says that, um, throw a rock at their head. Just going to say that. Don't do that. Just don't talk to them again. Also throw a rock at their head. No. But. Violence is not the answer, Adam. It's my answer. But. I know. Uh, I would tell them all the time that like it's more sinful for the person who has pushed them. Like, for example, a lot of kids are suicidal because they had extremely um, abusive fathers. Why is the kid who is having suicidal thoughts, you know, being put on the blame here mm-hmm. when it's actually the abusive alcoholic father? Right. Yeah. That is the one to blame. Mm-hmm. That is the one who is sinful so much so that they put these thoughts into the kid's head. Yeah. And that brings me back into, I, and I want to relate this back to our topic. That's a short story, by the way. Very small story. But I've actually had a lot of uh, churches ask me that question. I'm like, yeah. are you kidding me right now? Anyways, yeah. but that's the thing is that this 8%, they, they, they need something to put the blame on because they don't want to put the blame on, you know, abusive parents. They mm-hmm. don't want to put the blame on war like yeah. war going on and you treating veterans mm-hmm. like they're scum, like not giving them employment yeah. and stuff like they don't want to blame any of this. So they have to blame something like you mentioned before in the nineties, it was a rap music. Mm-hmm. Now it's video. Well, it was video games in the nineties, but now it's more, more prominent. prominently video games. Right. And that's the thing. They need something to put the blame on. So they hide away from what's actually to like. Blame. It's the country not taking care of its people. Yeah. That's what it is. And that's the thing is that this 8% is so prominent in making a reputation that gamers are immoral, toxic, violent people is because there are some in our community. Mm -hmm. It's a fact. There are toxic people in the gamer community. But guess what? There's toxic people in every community. There's toxic people in sports. I think it doesn't help that most of what they when they bring this up it's when school shootings happened yeah school shootings are usually done by young men Mm -hmm. and young men tend to play video games yeah they're like oh well video games that's the the thing video games it's a sad coincidence that happens um now since we're wrapping up this conversation now uh i want to like really go into the topic here about some studies and data points and uh, how gamers actually play their games naturally. When I said that this is an important statistic in terms of putting games into the mainstream, how this is very vastly important, mm-hmm. we go into, is it intrusive, right? Is it intrusive to get these data points uh, from these gamers, right? 
and I talked about the game about like it was a mobile game. And if you can, if you think of it, and you're you're in the comments on YouTube, you know, write it down in the comments down below. Um, what game am I talking about here? Where they actually gathered the way you play the game into treatments for dementia, right? Um, and it's all about how. What my point is, <laughs> I'm losing my train of thought. My point is, is it intrusive? Uh, do you think it's too much to ask uh, that gamers like, like the way people play the games into getting these data points and saying, like, look how little violence there is in people playing their games? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm trying to say here? Well, I was turning the camera. Back I know on, I was so trying to know, like really I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> OK, let me repeat the question. Is it ne- would it be necessary to collect data on others gameplays or would it be intrusive? I think if it was a volunteer thing. Yeah. Like, don't be collecting data on, like, mining it from the systems. Yeah. But if you wanted to do a study, don't tell people what you're studying. Yeah. Don't tell people anything about it. Just say, hey, we want to collect information of what you're playing and how you're playing. Is that, and, like, sign a form and they just see what choices you make in a bunch of games. Yeah. And like take someone who plays game like that's their main source of entertainment. Mm-hmm. And just oops, sorry. Yeah. Um and that's just you you collect the information that way. Like they know yeah. that you're doing it but they don't know what for. They don't I think it would be a really cool way to do it like the way Life is Strange does where at the end of each episode you get to see like how your choices mm-hmm. compared to like others. Yeah, like you they get tell you the points. results. Or even Oxen Free or even The Walking mm-hmm. Dead. Um, you see like how players were and how you compared to like mm-hmm. other people. And I think that would be a cool way to do like a lot of different games. Yeah. You know? Uh and that data can be shown into, you know, the mainstream and saying, like, listen, this is just one game, Mass Effect. Sure. Yeah. 92% of people played the good guy. But here's another game where they're playing the good guy. I mean, another game, then another game, and another game. And it's just like, not only is it an overwhelming statistic on the 92% mm-hmm. in one game, it's it's a majority of games where they're playing mm-hmm. the majority of the time playing the good guy. Yeah. I agree with you that it would be intrusive. Like, you have... You, like, you need to tell them that you're collecting information. Yeah. Or else it is kind of intrusive in that yeah. way. Yeah. Would you say that it's necessary to, like, put it into the mainstream that, like, listen, there are so many games out there that they're playing the good guy? Yeah. I mean, and also I think the worst part of it all is that people always want to blame video games, but they don't even realize that there are so many video games where there's not even an option to be bad. Mm -hmm. Like, there are games where you just play. Animal Crossing. There's no way you can be bad in Animal Crossing. There is a way you can be bad. You can be a real jerk in Animal Crossing. Yeah, you can. There's um, no way you can be a jerk in Sims then. There's no way you can be a jerk in Spider-Man PS4. Huh? I don't know anything about that game, so I can't. Hey! <laughs> you clearly don't know Simmers. Simmers. Murderers. My goodness. <laughs> in the game. Yeah. Um... But I think that can uh, wrap it up for our conversation. I think that, you know, kind of closing out our last piece of conversation, 
I think it's necessary, but I think it would be intrusive. And I think there would be a cool way to do it. And I think Don't Not has a good way to do it. I think this whole way of Mass Effect saying, like, listen, 92% of people will play the good guy. There's ways where you can collect data without it being intrusive. And I think there's, I think game companies are on the right track here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is a huge building block in putting games into the mainstream. But uh, again, I want to hear your comments down below about our conversation here. Um, what do you think about game companies, you know, collecting your data to, you know, possibly do a study on are gamers moral people? You know, write, write all of your comments down below what you were thinking about as we were talking about it. I want to hear it all. I want to talk with you down in the comments. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Anything else before we close out? Nope. Cool. Every time, by the way, I'm so used to being a pastor at this point that every time I say like, all right, uh, we're closing out. Let's close out with prayer. Like, <laughs> um, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just like, I'm so con- just like I'm conditioned. Yes. By the way. Um, okay. Another very, very quick story. Uh, speaking about conditioning, uh, my cousin, uh, she, um, no, I'll say it, Tara. Uh, she's so conditioned as a Presbyterian that when um, when we were watching a play in in, um, in Sight and Sound, right, and the actors like, okay, let us pray. Immediately, <laughs> Tara just like bowed her head and like oh. she was so <laughs> she was so into it. Yeah, this is a character saying like, okay, let us pray. No, I've caught myself doing that watching shows. Yeah, like watching live theater yeah. or in movies. I was like, oh wait, not let us pray, but like other things. I can't remember right now, but I've I've noticed that before. My yeah. face changes a lot when I watch shows. Like my face, some I've caught myself like my face matching the the like emotions on screen. Yeah, I caught you. I've seen you. I catch myself. I'm like, oh, that's weird. I bet if someone saw that, they think that was weird. I think it's endearing. <laughs> so we thank you again for listening to this week's episode. Of course, you can find us on Twitter at Gaming Groceries. And you can find us on Instagram, Games and Groceries, all one word. And find us on Facebook, Games and Groceries. Just search for it on, on Facebook. It's the one with the pineapple on it. <laughs> uh, and again, if you haven't already, definitely hit that subscribe, subscribe button and the notification bell. So you know when all these episodes come out. And if you haven't yet, definitely hit that like button if you did like this episode and share it with a friend who would like to hear a podcast just like this. So, again, thanks for listening to this week's episode. We all hope you have a safe week. Have a good week. Bye.